Oh no. Oh no. I guess it's basketball season. This is Locked On Big 12. You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, uh, Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Big 12. I'm Drake Toll from ESPN Central Texas. Thank you for making Locked On Big 12 your first listen every single day. It's an emergency reaction show to the Big 12 championship. Texas 49, Oklahoma State 21. Look, the the way that I thought this game was going to go would be that Texas jumps out quickly. Oklahoma State's not a very good team from get-go, but they're so innate. They have this innate ability to find a way to crawl back in the games and win. This was a broken spirit. This, This wasn't just a win for Texas. This was breaking the spirit of Oklahoma State. And for what I thought could be an opportunity for OSU to go out there, get the final eternal scoreboard over Oklahoma, over Texas, and give the Big 12, the hateful eight, a win in the biggest Big 12 game in a decade. Instead, it now becomes embarrassment. It almost begged the question. This was the one thing you wanted to avoid. It almost begs the question, would it have been better to see Texas and Oklahoma in a Red River rematch rather than see Texas beat the brakes off Oklahoma State. There's a reason the Cowboys didn't wear a Big 12 logo across their chest or a Big 12 logo on the side of each helmet and represent the rest of the conference. And the reason is what we just saw. If you lose 49 to 21, it is damning to everybody else. Now, Texas didn't mow through everybody. They they fought through injuries. They stand on business. They're as good as advertised, and they deserve to be in the college football playoff. Oklahoma State lost to a better Texas team. That is inarguable. But it's not like the Big 12 was dominated by Texas all year long. Kansas State got right up there for the cusp. Iowa State played them close. Houston played them close. If you talk about Texas being a college football playoff team, the inverse of that is talking about the teams that were right there on the cusp of beating them or competed with them. This is not a representation of Texas being that many points better than the rest of the Big 12. Texas being 49 to 21 better than every team in this league. 28 points, four touchdowns better than every squad out there. Oklahoma State won enough games, deserved to be in the Big 12 championship. All these tweets of, I wish we could have seen Kansas State out there, or I wish it would have been Texas and Oklahoma, or I wish it was Texas and anybody else. This Oklahoma State team is non-competitive. That Oklahoma State won enough games to get in the Big 12 championship. Did they go out and embarrass the conference? Yes. Does that mean that Texas is 28 points better than anybody else in this league? No. Was this an embarrassment on Saturday in front of, in front of the entire country on national television? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Does Texas deserve credit for a Big 12 championship victory in its last year in this league? 100% absolutely. First time in 14 years that Texas has done this. They spent a decade of irrelevance in the Big 12. They couldn't do hardly a thing after a head coach, after head coach, after head coach. And now I think... We can all look around the league, whether you like Texas, whether you don't like Texas. I don't get paid as the host of Locked On Big 12 to like the Longhorns. I don't get paid to praise Steve Sarkeesian, to praise Quinn Ewers. But I'll tell you this, as much as it might pain me, and it should because they're leaving the league, this Texas team is damn good. This Texas team is legit. They are. There's no, oh, we're back. There's no pageantry. There's no flaunt. This Texas team 
is a real player in the college football realm and should likely be in the college football playoff. Oklahoma State just lost to a team that went on the road to Tuscaloosa and beat Alabama. I know how quick we forget that, right? Nobody wants to talk about that. Now the college football playoff conversation is open. Nobody wants to say, oh, that Texas deserves to be in there. That, that, that win against Alabama was so long ago that it doesn't matter. That makes no sense to me. Oklahoma State just played a juggernaut. Week in and week out, teams are playing a Texas juggernaut. And again, despite injury, even if Xavier Worthy can't go the rest of the way, you've seen that Texas has taken injuries in stride, whether it be Jonathan Brooks, Quinn Ewers. Now, Xavier Worthy, if he's done for an extended period of time, that is the mark of a team that's just good, that's just dominant at football. Quinn Ewers was electric, five, 452 yards. The team as a whole, eclipsing, approaching 500 yards of passing. Four touchdowns thrown in this game as well is absurd. Can we just all look around, whether you're a, a Texas fan or not, if you're, a team, if you're a fan of another team in the Big 12, and admit that Texas is good, as much as it can pain you, Steve Sarkeesian was the right call, and he has Texas at a point that I think they can compete with anybody in the country, having shown that going on the road and winning in Tuscaloosa. Now, I was ready. I was ready for the end of the game. Oklahoma State finds a way to win an SEC, SEC, right? You taught Texas on the way out. But instead, you have a Texas team that, in my opinion, just proved that when it transitions to the SEC next season, it's going to have a shot to win right away. For Oklahoma State, it became what it couldn't. And that was Alan Bowman throwing the ball more than 35 times. You needed to establish the run game. Texas run defense is top five in the country, and they showed exactly why. Ollie Gordon only got 13 carries. He could only get 13 carries. Oklahoma State was playing catch-up from the very beginning of this game to the point where Alan Bowman was just going to have to throw the ball against the Texas secondary that's one of the worst in the Big 12 and not one to be feared in the Power 5. And Alan Bowman did fine. He wasn't heroic. He wasn't immaculate. He looked a lot like Alan Bowman. You would have needed a heroic performance, a a Heisman caliber performance from Alan Bowman to be a one-man band who comes out and beats Texas. Without the help of Ollie Gordon, who obviously had a lot of emotional stock in this game and was not at his peak, without anybody behind Ollie Gordon, they haven't had anybody else to run the football all season long. And, and with Mike Gundy kind of crapping the bed, we have seen Mike Gundy get to some big games, get to some large moments, and just not get it done. Wide right and natty light. You can start right there and work, work your way to 2021 in the Big 12 Championship, work your way to this season in the Big 12 Championship, I put it third down and eight. Third down and eight. Game on the line. I say, I say game on the line. You're down by 21. What do you have to lose? And you just run the ball with a backup running back who's gotten four carries all season right up the middle. Third and eight. What is that? What are you doing? That is submission. In the third quarter of the ball game, that is submission. Mike Gundy knew pretty early on his team was outmatched to the point there was no way this game was going to be competitive and to me it looked like he coached like it there was no a, a tampering with officiating there, there was no official look I, i'll give you this with the official oklahoma state was two or three missed calls and three or four touchdowns away from making this game competitive that's all i'll give you from an official standpoint i was i was unimpressed honestly with the fight in the second half. It felt like an Oklahoma State team 
that was so good all year long at mounting comebacks, finding a way to get it done, just got steamrolled into submission by halftime and knew that every play, Texas was going to dominate this football game. They allowed it to happen. Mike Gundy, the master creator, who can take a team and motivate them to point to beating teams they have no business beating, a la Oklahoma State, defeating Oklahoma earlier this year. That magic was gone today when the moment mattered most. In the biggest game, on the biggest stage, for the Big 12 against the SEC in what is effectively the Cotton Bowl. That's what this was. Today was, because this year the Sugar Bowl is, got a, is in the college football playoff, so the Cotton Bowl is instead of what you get for the SEC and the Big 12, you get a, a, a shot to play two games in a row at Jerry World if you're Oklahoma State. And you proved that not only is Texas ready to go to the SEC, that they can go compete and win in the SEC. And I believe that is true. I believe what we saw today, that is true, especially the way that Oklahoma State won games this season. This is not a terrible OSU team. It's not like Texas just beat some scrubs. They beat Mike Gundy, who's one of the longest tenured head coaches in college football. It's not a fluke win. Not only does it prove that Texas going to the SEC might just work out well for them very early on, it also proves that the SEC is still head and shoulders above the rest of college football. It does. And that getting Texas is not going to change that. They're not going to get two teams in Texas and OU that aren't ready to compete at that high of a level. What we saw today, objectively, whether I like it or not, whether I want it to be the case or not, is that Texas is that good. I don't think Oklahoma State is fool's goal. I don't think Oklahoma State just somehow lucked into winning nine games and going to the Big 12 championship. I know. I know they lost to South Alabama but they had the best player in the conference in Ollie Gordon who might win the Doak Walker. He was held to 34 yards against Texas today. When Texas is doing that against somebody who we know as elite, that shows Oklahoma State doesn't suck. Texas was just that good. We learned that today, didn't we? Now, where does the Big 12 go from here? What, what do we as a conference do with this? This is Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get into the Big 12 and where we go now, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is where I go for last-minute tickets, the best prices, the best deals. I go into Game Time, and I'm not frustrated in buying tickets. You go to you go to the Game Time app, download the Game Time app, you get last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buy tickets of every kind for every event in your area. Use from the seats in the venue, lowest price guaranteed, event cancellation protection, job loss protection as well. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you get tickets and save money on tickets. Terms apply, create an account, redeem code locked on college for $20 off. Download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices. That is guaranteed. Well, boy, I'd love your input here. Where does the Big 12 go now? I mean, just lost 49-21. Oklahoma State just lost 49-21 to a team that sparked this whole college football expansion thing, the realignment deal of the last three and four years. Texas says, we feel like we get a better shake in the SEC. We can go to the SEC and compete right away. And they're right. Today proved they're right. So now what does the Big 12 do? Should this stress you out? I don't think so. What this shows, and it's dour to say, but what this shows is that the Big 12 is still a league behind the SEC, and that's probably going to be the case as guys like Will Howard enter the transfer portal and Blake Shaven enter the transfer portal and start to look at bigger and better opportunities. NIL in the SEC is much larger. 
transfers want to go to the SEC. That's a fact. In the, in the college football playoff era, the SEC has dominated. They win national championship after national championship. Where does the Big 12 go from here? You have to decide, Brett Yormark, are you a, a conference that wants to sell out to compete with the mighty SEC? Or are you a league that understands its place in college football and tries to find a brand, tries to find a brand that is positive in some way? Uh, like the, the WWE deal that they decided to throw out there this week with the, the logos on, at midfield or bringing Nelly out there. I love the tweets that Nelly halftime show is just so reminiscent of the last time Texas was actually good. It was weird. The WWE thing was weird. Giving the team that won the championship their MVP a WWE belt also weird. Makes me think is the league, the Big 12, deciding for the fun factor, hey, let's lean into, we can be the most fun team, the most fun conference in America against the competitiveness factor. That's where Brett Yormark wants to go. And I don't think Nelly at halftime is the way you're going to get there. What does this do? Well, we move on to the next era. And I also think, remember when TCU lost to Georgia so badly that that has scarred them, right? TCU was awful this year. Oklahoma State can beat 49-21 to me almost presses that button again, says, you know what? I know they made the Big 12 championship, but I don't think there is a clear number one team in the league going into next year. Oklahoma State did not have the best roster. Oklahoma State was not the second best team in the Big 12. I think we can all agree with that. They deserve to be in the Big 12 championship. They won the games that they were supposed to to get the Big 12 championship. For that, I take zero issue. But next year, they're not the Big 12. Oklahoma State, after this, doesn't get to be the quasi number one team in the Big 12. Mike Gundy doesn't get to be the big, scary bad guy in the Big 12 with one Big 12 championship and this performance and that performance in 2021 where they can't find a way to punch it in from the goal line. This proves that this conference with Texas leaving is losing its best football program from at least 2023. From this year, the best team in the league this year was Texas, top to bottom, beginning to end, and they're gone. Oklahoma, toward the end of the year, Despite the loss to Kansas, despite the loss to Oklahoma State, still likely the second best team in the league. They're all still leaving. So now if you're going to decide you want to be the fun conference, if the Big 12 wants to be the fun conference, then that's your prerogative, I guess, Brett Yormark. Twelve right up next to the SEC in the college football realm. It doesn't bring in more revenue. Parity doesn't bring in more revenue. How? What are creative ways that Brett Yormark, without bringing Nelly to halftime, can compete with the SEC? What are creative ways that the Big Twelve can compete with the Big Ten? That's what I'm curious about. I'm not curious about a relationship with the WWE. I'm instead curious about how this league can compete in NIL and in the transfer portal and bring in more money per schools and maybe bringing in Colorado and Utah and Arizona and Arizona State can do that. Maybe it can, but I am not. I am not sold that the glitz and the glam, the being live in New York on Times Square is going to put this league right there with the top ones in the nation or above even the ACC if it stays together. Um, I don't... What we saw today was embarrassing. The team that's leaving beat the, on paper, second best team in the Big 12. 
via standings and record, the second best team in the Big 12 was 28 points behind Texas today. Seeing that, all the country will talk about it. This will be the eternal scoreboard for Texas. They will hold it above the Big 12, and we'll all say, huh, yeah, that sucked. Still love it. Still love this conference. Still love how everybody can beat everybody. And every Saturday is stupid entertaining. But outside looking in, why would somebody who's a Wisconsin fan tune into the Big 12? They're all tuning into the SEC, watching the SEC championship today because that matters to the college football playoff. What is going to keep America coming to the Big 12 to look at anything this conference is doing? That's where I take issue. That's where I wonder. I truly wonder what what is the future of the Big 12 now that Texas and OU are gone? And can it stay competitive? Not, not in a branding way. Not in a branding way. Can it stay competitive on the field with other conferences in college football? That's what I need. I need championship competition. I don't need... The Big 12 was cute this year. They all played each other really close, and it was super fun. That works for me. It probably works for you. You probably like it. But at what point does this conference take a turn, if possible, to be in a national championship conversation? And who are the programs to do that? I don't think Oklahoma State displayed to you today that it's going to. I don't think Oklahoma State displayed to you that it's going to be a national championship contender or that it's going to dominate the Big 12. Oklahoma State might not go to the Big 12 championship again for the next five years. Not a knock on them, not a knock on Mike Gundy. But what we just saw at 49-21 doesn't show me, damn, everybody else in this conference should look at Oklahoma State as the team moving forward. We learned today the SEC is good and Texas is probably ready for it. We learned today that the Big 12 at some point has to commit being good on the field over having Nelly at halftime, over having a WWE relationship or playing the game at Times Square. All those things are cute, but you're still, you don't get any bonus points for that when the on-the-field product is 49-21. And we learned that Oklahoma State, by God, they had a great year this year. And Mike Gunny's a hell of a coach. They are not the team to beat the rest of the way in the league. They're not the team to beat. And that's probably good for everybody else. Now does Texas go to the college football playoff? This Locked On Big 12, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show, in brief, brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is where I go to make money. At FanDuel, right now, you can get $150 in credit with a $5 money line bet. You go there, it's like passive income. Today, I bet on Oklahoma State. Did you? I did. I, it was a moral thing for me. Morally, I needed to vote for Oklahoma State. I needed to put money on Oklahoma State to win the ball game, and I did. FanDuel robbed me today. They got the best of me. Your money line bet might have been on Texas. At FanDuel.com forward slash locked on, a $5 money line bet on Texas gives you $150 bucks in free play. Who did you bet on today? Did you win money? I, I, literally, I teased it, too. I teased it to Oklahoma State, plus 21 and a half, and they still couldn't cover that. As the weather gets cold, you stay hot. NFL offers you great deals. NFL's partner, FanDuel, offers some great deals uh, using code LOCKEDON. FanDuel.com slash LOCKEDON. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So will Texas make the college football playoff? The answer has to be yes, right? I mean, if Alabama beats Georgia, are we going to sit here and pretend that Texas didn't beat Alabama earlier this season? Are we going to sit here and pretend that, honestly, 
this is a this is a Texas team that should have just played App State. It should have just played Western Carolina. They could have played Abilene Christian in week three or week two or whatever it was and would have been just as fine off. Is that what the, the committee coming out this week? And I, I don't I shouldn't be pissed for Texas. I shouldn't have to sit here. If the Big 12 has took care of business this year and put Texas where it's been in its place the last 15 years. That's where Texas has been the last 15 years. I wouldn't have to have this conversation. But as somebody who's not here to support Texas, blow hot air up your skirt. I take no, I don't revel in the fact that Texas won the Big 12 championship. I'm not trying to make a case for Texas because I'm just, I'm a big homer. No, it is just objective. It is what's right here. They beat Alabama on the road. If Alabama beats Georgia, Texas gets in over Alabama. Texas did what it needed to do in the regular season, won the Big 12 championship 49 to 21. 13-0 Florida State, sure. Yes. If Georgia, if Georgia wins, sure. Whatever. There's a case. If if there are three, what, four teams at 13-0 conference championship winners, you can't leave them out. I get that. I understand. That's fine. But in any event, where Louisville beats Florida State, not even close. No chance. Texas is in, period. In any event, where Alabama beats Georgia, I, I know that this entire thing is built off of ratings and money. And, and if Alabama beats Georgia, I can promise you Texas is not going to get in. Should they? Do they deserve to? Well, I make a huge think about it. Absolutely. But if Alabama beats Georgia, they still might put both of those teams in. And the committee will come to you and say, yeah, you know what? Most years it was it was about ratings, you know, most years about it, was, it was, wasn't all ratings, but more resume. This year is about ratings. And now they're going to give you some kind of convoluted, confusing. We feel like we put in the best teams here and that's what matters the most. The best teams. What happened to building a resume that's college football playoff caliber? Texas did that. Texas marched through the Big 12. Sure, there were close games, a close win against Houston, a close win against TCU and Kansas State, a close, uh, a close game against Iowa State, a competitive game against Iowa State, but they just, in front of the, all the entire country, won 49-21. You got to put that team in the college football playoffs over Alabama. And if Alabama beats Georgia, transitive property, baby, over Georgia. Would Texas beat Georgia right now, with or without Xavier Worthy? I, I don't know. I'd love to see that game played. I'd rather see it played than Texas, a team that took care of business and won a Big 12 championship, held out of the postseason because of some silly, oh, well, we don't really do as much this year. Who's the best team? How? Why? Because one of those teams, Texas, already played Alabama and won. Odd. Now, do they make the case the Big 12's a joke? That, that That is going to play a part in this. Will they leave Texas out of the college football playoff citing a weak Big 12? Despite Oregon having the 62nd strength of schedule, and I know Oregon's out of the conversation now, but, oh, well, three days ago, everybody wanted Oregon over Texas. Despite Texas having a top 15 strength of schedule. Uh, the Big 12 so bad, right? And Texas just blew through a terrible conference. I find that odd. It's an odd rhetoric to bring up when UT had such a tough strength of schedule this year. And UT took care of business. Again, I don't revel in it. But guess what? (laughs) They have the resume to go. And they should be in the college football playoff. Now, Texas, congratulations. Whatever. 14 years, and you might say, oh, this guy's patty. Oh, this guy didn't want to see Texas win. This guy's holding the grudge. And all those things are true. I mean, you would too. If, If the... 
the biggest, baddest team, the biggest, baddest, the Longhorn Network squad left the conference and you were a fan of Kansas State, it wouldn't rub you the right way. I think Big 12 fans have every reason to be hold a grudge against Texas and OU on their way out. And the best way to avenge that grudge is to keep Texas from winning a conference championship, to keep Oklahoma from winning a conference championship. And what we just saw in the last year that Texas had the opportunity to do it, not only did they do it, not only did they win, they won 49-21. All right. Now the Big 12 transitions into a new era of college football where NIL and Portal are huge. Now Texas moves to the SEC where they have to compete in the SEC West with Oklahoma and Arkansas and Texas A&M and Alabama and whoever the SEC puts in there and however they work out the schedule. And when that happens, great, fine, dandy, go do it. I'll be right here with the Dose Grande. Hoping that the Big 12 puts a lot more emphasis and focus on the winning on the field thing. You know, let's make Iowa State a powerhouse. Let's make let's make somebody, let's make PCU a powerhouse, somebody. Please. And less focused on Nelly at halftime. Maybe you enjoyed that. But most of those songs were older than the players that are on the field. Great. The Big 12 looked awesome today. Nelly got less attention than the Dr. Pepper halftime challenge. What if the Big 12 just started doing Dr. Pepper halftime challenges in every single game? Maybe that's a better marketing scheme than Nelly or the guy that sang the national anthem or whatever. Texas hadn't been winning the Big 12 championship a lot recently. At all, actually. But you got to give them credit. Because the last possible time they could do it it's exactly what they did. And not only did they win, they did it 49-21. You finally took your resources. You finally took your head coach, the right head coach. You finally took all the power, or the, the five-star, four-star recruits, top recruiting classes in the Big 12, and you finally won with it. And so the last time, the last memory that Big 12 fans will have of the Texas Longhorns, 49-21 Big 12 champions. And college football playoff, not only contenders, they should be there. All right, let's play ball. I'll break it all down the rest of the week. This has been It Always Will Be. Thanks for joining a live edition of the Dose Grande. Lock on. Thanks for making it your first listen every single day. I'm going to take a nap or something. Have a beer. That was awful. Dose Grande.